time gap. He's Jules. Still no idea about the weather in West London, <laughs> but that's because we're in Doha. And the World Cup is going on. And Jules, we've had we've had our first two big scouts wow. out of the competition. The Drama stage is, is over. insane here. Uh, and it's uh, goodbye to Belgium I- and Germany. Aye. We'll be talking about Germany at the top of the show. That was absolutely uh, incredible. Then we'll be getting into Brazil going through, the U.S. going through, dramatic win over Iran, yeah. Morocco topping the group. Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah, sorry. Maybe yeah. that's the third major yeah, stop. Some one. people had Uruguay going deep in this competition. But Jules, let's start with Germany. Now, your favorite country. So it's not a question of what I like or what I don't. It's like I lived in Germany for four years. I was very happy there. But... And the nice thing about sport is that we have rivalries. Yeah. And as I said before, max respect, but Germany have won four World Cups. Italy have won four World Cups. This means that for another four years at least, there will only be one country that has won more World Cups than Italy. Yeah, that's true. And that's Brazil. Hats off to them. So that's good. So that makes me a little bit happy. But anyway, going into this, going into this game, right? we had Germany against Costa Rica. The other game, we had Spain against Japan. There were different permutations. Long story short, Germany had to win to have any chance of going through yeah. because, of course, they had lost against Japan and they had drawn with Spain. Um, so that was very simple for them. They won. They won 4-2. What they couldn't have envisioned is what happened in the other game yeah. with Japan coming from behind to beat Spain. So inevitably, Germany out. Let's focus on that. Um, because there's an inquest. There always is an inquest. Of course. The there should be. Anyway. Should there be one? Of course there should be. You're Germany. This is the second World Cup in a row where you, you get knocked out in the group stage. This is, this is embarrassing for them. And we can go into more details. The fact that they have the highest XG in this World Cup so far with 10. So they clearly had chances to score goals and loads of them. And not just the four they scored against Costa Rica. But this is a team with limits. This is a team that showed weaknesses. This is a team that didn't play as a team with no cohesion. This is a team where the manager, Ansi Flick, had issues, make wrong calls, wrong decisions. This is a team where Antonio Rudiger, as a centre-back, you know, thought that it was funny, like, being a bit of a clown against Japan when they were... You're still going to go back to that? Of course I am. Still going to pick on Tony for that? But, but because this is symptomatic of the problem that they've had, Gav, through right. this whole tournament. And, of course, they could have beaten Japan. They had enough chances when they were leading that game. But the fact is, once again, they came in a competition like this and didn't deliver. So the way I see it is, first of all, I know people talk about results and the two first-round exits. I thought the first-round exit four years ago was a lot worse than this one because you're talking about losing to Mexico. You're talking about only beating uh, Sweden with that dramatic last effort, uh, weirdo, cross free kick. And you're talking losing to Korea. Korea four years ago, not as strong as Korea today. Definitely not. So for me, that was really bad. This time around, I think the expected goals mean something. Now, they absolutely screwed things up in the second half against Japan. But that set them on a path where they were almost never going to turn it around, right? Because they drew with Spain. I don't think you can fault them for drawing with Spain. And then they beat Costa Rica. And then the other results were out of their hands. All I'm saying is, it's fine margins. No, no, of if, course. If Kaoru Mitoma's if, if Kaoru Mitoma's ball goes out by millimeters, and that's how close it was, Germany are still in the World Cup. Yes? Tan- Tanaka, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, but... but no, Mitoma's sh- cross, Tanaka's finish. My, my yeah. issue is more, in four years between 2018 and 2022, which is two, two car crashes for them, for a nation like, like Germany... 
What, what have we learned? What, what has been the direction? They lost to the last 16 at the Euros against England. They were not good. They were in France group. They were not good. They were not good in this tournament for some part of it. Yeah, they, they've been good. But, but when you've got Musiala in your team, when you've got Gnabry in your team, when you've got Sané in your team, yeah, of so course, you, you better I, be good with the ball. I but think defensively, they lack leadership and they lack cohesion massively. So I think there are things that I would agree with you on. On the, the leadership argument, is, I think is often difficult from the outside to see because on paper they should have leaders, right? Neuer is a leader. Muller is a leader. These people have been there, done that. Joshua Kimmich is a leader. Okay, I kind of feel sometimes... And, and, and look, this leadership piece that you're talking about, it's a big debate in Germany yeah, right now. Yeah, of course. But I also think it's because, you know, Germans look at this. Yeah, look, we're out of this. It's a scandal. What do we do? Let's blame leaders. Let's blame lack of leadership because that's always an easy out. No, but you mentioned I, Manuel Neuer and Thomas. Thomas Muller went through this competition but, as a ghost. You ghosted it, okay? But, but, but I would focus more on this, Jules. I would focus on the fact that Manuel Neuer was poor throughout yeah. this competition. Yeah. And he's, he's supposed 35 to be really, old. really good. He's 35 years old. Thomas Muller was, you called him a ghost, was not good in this. And he's supposed to, but that doesn't mean there's a lack of leadership. It just means that these people had a bad tournament okay, at this time. So for me, the issue goes a little bit towards Hansi Flick. Because you need to look at your players. You need to decide on form, what do I do? For me, the idea to say, I don't need Kai Havertz, who, by the way, wasn't great either in the first game, mm -hmm. but I'm going to put my eggs in the Muller basket. You're making a big decision. You're making a big call there, right? And it's a call that I think we can agree he got wrong. Yeah, com yeah, yeah completely. I think there's a lot of things that Ansi Flick got, got wrong, really, in this tournament. Um, but just to go back quickly on leaders... Leaders carry a team, though. Do you see what I mean? You, if you're a leader, you also need to deliver on the pitch. It can't just be, what, because in the dressing room, maybe you give a pep talk before the game. This is not enough. This is not what leaders only do. We agree on that, right? No, I agree with you. I agree with you, but you can't just equate. We've seen these people be leaders in the past. Yeah. Now, because they play badly, we think they've lost the leadership qualities. I mean, I, but, no, I but part of the, leader the, the leadership qualities is for you to be a good. Game. No, no, but it's for you to be good. Manuel Neuer let his team down in this tournament, big time. Thomas Müller let the team down in this tournament, big time. Yep. Th th this, is, this is not what leaders do. There's also reports of, of I mean, the media is going to town with this. There's reports of, of a split between the, uh, the Bayern contingent and a split between the Dortmund contingent. Um, one of the biggest accusations, though, towards Flick is they're saying, well, your brand of football, and this is an old chestnut of mine, which I completely disagree with. Your brand of football is not what you should be playing in tournaments. This whole high press, attacking, it's too risky. In football, in, in knockout tournaments, it might be fine for the leagues, but in knockout tournaments, you need to be tight. You need not to concede. And then they always say, ah, look at France, look at England. And to me, this is the stupidest thing that you can do. Yeah, maybe. Right? No, not maybe. It's a fact. You have to who's the last team, Who is the last team to win a big tournament by pressing super high and counter-pressing well? well? You don't uh, have to do that to win a big tournament. More teams have won big tournaments by being very solid. This is, this is the truth. This is a well, fact. First of all, teams that win through tournaments tend not to concede goals. They tend to score goals because they win. But Italy certainly won the last Euros by being far more possession-oriented and so but on. apart right? from them. Well I, would argue, well, I would argue that maybe if England hadn't been so defensive against Italy, yeah. they would have squandered the Maybe. league. I mean, for France, it works. Or it worked the last time around. I thought they were much more attacking this time around in the first two group games than what we've seen the last one. For France, it worked also because you have a team that's built 
to counterattack very well. And you have great players. But this fixation that, oh, must not concede, I think that's very dangerous because what happens is in football you can concede any time. And if you build to defend and counter, making that transition from being a defend and counter team to a team that's chasing is extremely difficult. Yeah. So I, I think also, they're on the right path. The worst thing you could do is say, oh, no, we don't want Hansi Flick. Uh, Let's go with a DD no, to they're gonna keep. They're going to keep Flick. And the, the Euros in 18 months is, is in Germany. So you can't, gotcha. you, can't, you, can't change, you can't change everything right now. But to go back on the defense and how you win tournament by being solid, regardless if you press high or not, he, he, in the three games that they played, he never had the same back four. Never. So I think... Because he picked the wrong black four to begin with. Well, he, he picked it wrong three times then, because they always conceded, and they well, never looked. They, they always look shaky with the three okay. different back four. Well, but that brings us to the last game. We need to give a shout out to Costa Rica here because at yeah, one point yeah. they even had the lead against Germany, and my head nearly exploded. In that game, playing Kimmich at right back, I had no issue with, because you know you're going to have ninety percent possession. And so you're better having another guy who can pass onto the team, right? Than having some, some random right back. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have an issue with that. No, 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 no. My, my issue is that there's no, you can't go into a World Cup not knowing where your back four is, where your defense is. This is crazy. You can't change three times in three games your back four. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And you still concede two goals, whether Kimish is a right back or not, you concede two goals against a very poor Costa Rica team, too. Can we, though, having said how poor Costa Rica is and everything, can we show some love about the magic of football that you can have this group of players who I think we can probably count on one hand the number of Costa Rican players who are actually pro- who could be productive at a top five league right yeah. now, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being harsh here, right? No, no, no. They have some promising younger players. They have a bunch of really old guys. They have Kaylor Navas. Yeah. Uh, and yet, 90 minutes, mano a mano, against Japan, who won the group, and against Germany, they held their own for long yeah, stretches. Yeah, completely. completely. That, that, that's kind that's of the magic. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. great. That's great. Bueno, vamos, ticos. Come on, man. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, genug Deutschland. How about some quick hits instead? <laughs> Let's go, Gab. Now, we mentioned this before, Jules, but Germany going out happened because of Japan's 2-1 upset of Spain. How did this happen, and what did you make of that cross? Was the ball out? Uh, the ball was not out. Now I think we've seen enough footage to show everyone that what matters is the view from the top to see where the ball is compared to the line, not why it's touching the ground. We've told you a million <laughs> times already, and you're still amazing me by saying, but no, look, if you look from here, the ball is out. No, it's I, not. I, I'm not going to name names, but there's ex-pros 
There's managers on, tele- on my television going about it. Like, oh, look, 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 it's gone out, it's gone out. I mean, come on, really? I mean, come on. Seriously? Come on. And yet, of course, it's, a, it's about millimeters. It's about millimeters when, what was it, John Stones, you know, kept the ball out from Sergio Mane in the Liverpool Man City game three years ago or something. And then City went on to win the, the, the league with one point. So, Football is a game of millimeters anyway. It's yeah. a millimeter for an offside. It's a milli- so this is a millimeter. Well done to Japan right. for an incredible comeback. Is Moriasu a genius or is he a fool? Well, in the first half, he's a fool. And in second half in his career, he's a genius. That's <laughs> amazing. When you put out your good players, when you send Kaoru Mitoma at a halftime, guess what happens? You score goals and you play better. Oh, well, uh, word on Luis Enrique? I've got an issue with that team. I have to say, I've gone, I'm not sure if it was the right call to take off Morata and to keep Dani Olmo, for example, who I thought had a terrible game through the whole 90 minutes. And at times, it's, too, it's not vertical enough and it's too horizontal and it's too slow. But I still believe in him and I still love him. All right, we're of on course. Team Lucha still. Yeah, some folks mischievously suggest or suggested that Spain actually were too happy to lose that game to avoid being... Uh, and to knock out Germany uh, and to move in the easier side of the draw. So, for example, to, to, to avoid Brazil and Argentina side of the draw. What do you make of it? Come on now. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, on, like, like uh, there have been people in Italy saying, in fact, somebody right here, our colleague Hugo Sanchez, also suggesting that. I don't believe this at all. Me I either. do not believe it. It's, it's so far from the way Luis Enrique thinks. that No, I don't, I don't buy this for one minute. Better to face the fact. They were bad, and they couldn't score against Japan. Yeah, yeah. Croatia and Belgium battled to a nil-nil draw, and there's heartbreak for Romelu Lukaku, who ends the game in tears after missing a hatful of chances. Do you have sympathy, um, Jules? I do a bit. I do a bit. I understand you miss chances. I think everybody has missed chances in his life. Those, some of them were big chances. It's, this is someone who's not fit, who's not fit, full stop, who's not much fit either. And I think to send him on a half-time because because you're in trouble, to try to save you and qualify you for the last 16 is also a big task. And I think he felt that pressure, especially because he wasn't fit. Had he been fit, maybe that extra second for the, for the, the, the deflection or for when the ball, like, he, he can't react enough and he hits his, his stomach and then maybe he would have been there. But the one where he hit the post. He had the good look. That, that to me, is the miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that to me, is the, the miss. miss. Yeah, right. I think this one, he could even kind of fake the shot and comes inside and score and there's no one there. There's no Livakovic, there's no defender. Yeah, they're bad misses. I can understand his frustration. But again, this is not where Belgium were knocked out. Not just in those last 10 minutes when he had two chances. They were knocked out because they messed up massively against Morocco, for example. I, I love Lukaku, but Belgium, based on what they did, they deserve to go out. And that includes the performance exactly. against Canada. Exactly. Roberto Martinez, continuing with Belgium, is out as Belgian boss. His contract was coming to an end anyway, and he said he was leaving. We saw that coming, but it's still the end of an era for him and maybe for some players of that golden generation. Yeah, it certainly is, and they're going to they're gonna retrench, they're going to reload. Uh, you know, I think when we talk about sort of production lines of talent, das reboot, all this stuff, you cannot legislate for the absolute superstar, for the Kevin De Bruyne being born. Mm. You can't do that. You can if your youth development is correct, have an assembly line of pretty good players, and maybe among them, if you're lucky, you'll have a De Bruyne or a Pedri yeah. or a Musiala. It's as simple as that. But this generation, so many together in one go, probably won't happen again for some no. time. As for Roberto, 
I hope he goes back into club management. He wish. I, I, I think he will. Surely. Morocco, meanwhile, are through as group winners, defeating Canada 2-1. Hakim Ziyech, once again, the difference maker. Yeah, not just him. I mean, Youssef Niziri took his goal really, really well. Uh, we saw his dad in tears in the stands as well. Uh, I think it's an amazing story. And Walid Regragui, who's Paris born and bred, of course, the Morocco head coach, is doing an amazing job considering he just took over Vahid Alidozic just not long before, before this World Cup. But they play with belief, they play with cohesion, they play with heart. And then they have special talent like Ziyech, like Hakimi, like Bufal even, who's having a really good World like Cup. Masrawi. Masrawi too. By the way, we had, we had lunch the other day, me and Nida Manua and, and producer Mike and Mo as well. And he, the Masrawi family were just behind us. So well done to them. And all my Ruyas from Morocco, well done. <laughs> now I hope they can continue in this competition because it's a wonderful story. And the fans are incredible, of course, as well. Talking about fans, Argentina, Gab, also win their group after defeating Poland 2-0. Gab, you were there. How did they look? Was that their best performance? It was their best performance out of the three, which isn't perhaps saying that much. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you, after Messi... Missed that penalty. When I was actually happy he missed the penalty because that should have never been a penalty. Yeah, that was true. an uncharacteristic bad call from a very good referee, uh, Danny McAuley, you know, even after going uh, and looking at it, uh, at it on, on the VAR. Um, but they, they kicked it up a notch in the second half. Alexis McAllister getting the start. I think he contributed something. I still don't understand Scaloni reshuffling his team all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he's looking for something. I guess he's guided by form rather than reputation, which, which is a good thing. Maybe not a bad thing. Yeah. A word on the Argentina fans. Oh, we're told there's something like 40,000 of them here in Doha. It was incredible. An hour after the end of the game, I posted the video on social media at the two ends of the stadium. They're still there. They're still there singing. Incredible. They're still there dancing. Incredible it, is, it is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's amazing. Poland will advance, even though Mexico uh, finished level with them on points after beating Saudi Arabia 2-1. Jules, your assessment of El Tri uh, not making the knockout round for the first time in ages. Yeah, I mean, they considered that leg goal against Saudi Arabia, but before that, they would have been knocked out on yellow cards. which On the fair play table. Yeah, the Jesus. fair play table, exactly, uh, which happened to Senegal four years ago and Japan, which would have been cruel. However, and again, this is not in that game that, they didn't qualify, they lost the qualification. It's before by the fact that they approached the game against Argentina in such a negative way, for example, that they could not beat Poland in the first, in the first game. We blame Tata Martino in the last show. I'm glad that he's leaving because I never want to see him again. Nowhere near Mexico. <laughs> not even on holidays in the beach somewhere because I think he made more damage to that squad. Even if it's maybe not as good a squad as the ones that they had previously. I get that. And certainly maybe like a good striker. But come on, man. I wonder what the odds are on Tata Martino being the next Paris Saint-Germain coach. No chance. No chance. Right. I'll make sure that that never happens, to be fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, to be fair. Brazil, Gab, had not lost a group stage in the World Cup since 1998. And tonight, they play Cameroon. Tell me they haven't lost. Well, Jules, sorry to uh, report they did lose. What? Late Vincent Aboubacar goal. He was already booked. Uh, but still removed the shirt, I held it up, Messi. Like I, I tap. These are wonderful. He will live off. You know, he will live off this goal, right? And this will he will forever now. He should. Um, Chiche played the B team, which I think was the right decision. Yeah. You saw different different solutions as well. Guys getting a run out. Um, all I can say is well done to the indomitable Lions. They knew it was an absolute long shot. Mm. They got the three points. Um, 
I think where they screwed things up, again, I think they're going to go back and kick themselves for some of their earlier performances uh, in this group. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, when they look back at the other group, and you're yeah. going to get them in the middle, Serbia and Switzerland, um, they yeah. felt that they, maybe yeah. they could have gone through. Definitely. And that brings us, in fact, to Serbia and Switzerland. Uh, a lot of aggro in this game. A lot oh, of goals in the first half. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, Switzerland getting it done. Yeah, and I think, again, this win in the kind of adversity that they faced against the a good Serbia teams who I think defensively let themselves down, really, because at some point they were 2-1 up, you know. Uh, and I think for Switzerland, the way they play some of the goals they scored, especially the Freuler one, which is a lovely move. I mean, even the Mbolo one, to be fair, great for their confidence. But the Mbolo one, to make it 2-2. Oh, uh, yeah, the team move. The one where the back the three move. just stops. No, but before that guy, before that, the build-up yeah. in that goal. No, 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 no. The build-up in that goal is a great goal. This is a great team goal. And now, their game against Portugal in the last 16, I think, will be fantastic to watch. And I think it's a 50-50 tie, really. It's great. I, I like this Swiss team a lot, I have to say. What Murat Yakin is doing is a great, great job. Let's hope Cristiano doesn't hear you. Yeah, we see. Plenty of drama as well in the Ghana-Uruguay game. Gab, you were there. Should Uruguay feel hard done by? Again, in the end, they had their stinker earlier on in the group, right? Yeah. So you can't really go and complain. However, in this game, they also had a, several decisions that, that I thought really went it against them. Was a penalty them. on Cavani at the end, you thought? Penalty on Cavani, 100%. Um, you know, he you plays can, it well, but I, see, I he, can see why. He plays it, but yeah. And the other one, the defender got the ball. The, the one where, by the way, the referee Daniel Siebert, you know, people... People come out and they say, oh, well, when the referee gets called to VAR, he's going to overturn it. No. Sieber yep. went, yep. looked at it, and you can see he Amal, just he gets just a touch. Two, yeah. Where they did should feel hard done by, perhaps, and Alonso alluded to it after the game, was they go out because of that second Portugal goal in the Portugal game. Um, that penalty that was given where, you know, the, the, the hand goes down, uh, uh, Jimenez's hand goes down and they get yeah, penalty. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that should have never been given. Yeah, yeah, uh, at least yeah, as I see it. Maybe. And with Suarez, of course, potentially the last game in his international career. Yeah, Suarez, I, Suarez crying on the bench. And I asked you, oh, I felt bad for him. No sympathy. Definitely not. No sympathy. I don't know why, I don't know why he's crying. And then after the game, he, anyway, he said, like, oh, it's not the time to talk about my international retirement, possible, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have more sympathy for Edinson Cavani. Hopefully oh, it's not his last my name. My boy, my boy. <laughs> as we mentioned, South Korea are through as they beat Portugal, who had already qualified. Jules, it took a late, late goal to get it done. Yeah, I didn't wear this shirt, of course, because, you know, South Korea boys are, are my kings of the day. And I, I know it brings back brings back memories. memories of Byron Moreno. Of course, I don't want to see this. 2002, remember Italy were knocked out by South Korea? But anyway, this is a team that I've loved watching so far in this tournament. And I, and I would have been gutted that they get knocked out. But for them to snatch that qualification in the, in the 91st minute on that incredible counter-attack... To score the winning goal against Portugal, Hermin Son running from literally his own box almost all the way, seven Portuguese defenders or midfielders and defenders behind him trying to chase him, and then passing the ball through at the right time for Wang is just incredible. And then they still had to wait six minutes, by the way, at the end of their game to wait for the Uruguay game to be finished. Uh, what a liberation! They cried, Hermin Son cried. It's it's a beautiful story. It's a really beautiful story. Cristiano Ronaldo starting. And then, according to Fernando Santos, who always tells the truth, yeah. getting trolled by uh, Cho Chucho Guesson, yeah. the uh, um, 
the, 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 the Korean guy. The Korean guy who added one and a half million followers on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, he had 20,000 before, and now he's got 1.7 million on, on Instagram. But Cristiano, no shot on target. Again, second game in this tournament where because he's got he's no shot on target. Because he's being unselfish. No. Because he missed the target, <laughs> and that didn't happen much in his previous four World Cups. But you know? I gotta say, is it odd to you this business? Fernando Santos said, "Oh, he was being insulted." We don't know exactly. I know. What could he possibly have been saying to Cristiano? What you're not the goat? Maybe he's take that as an insult. Do you think this guy is a not very nice guy who wants even more Instagram followers, and he had somebody filming him? Ha! <laughs> Let me go and troll Cristiano. Do you think that's what he was doing? I don't know. I don't know. That's a All weird right. one. Careful, because Cristiano often gets the last laugh. Yeah, that's true. A Christian Pulisic goal gives the USA a 1-0 win over Iran. That sends them through to the knockouts. Gab, plenty of drama as well in that game. Sent the U.S. through to the knockouts and, of course, sent Christian Pulisic to the hospital. Yes. That was, okay, I know that times we've been critical of, of, of Pulisic and so on. And his resilience, you mean? Sorry? Critical in which way? Oh, just his level, you mean? His performance. His level. Why can't he be in the team more consistently at Chelsea and so on? Um, I got to say, I'm never going to doubt this guy's guts. This guy's fortitude. Putting it on the line, getting absolutely hammered for it. Um, You know, again, I don't think he's... I think sometimes he's, he's less than the sum of his parts. I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think nope. it's something to the environment. Maybe Chelsea's not right for him. But, but that was tremendous. A tremendous performance, I thought, all round from, from the U.S. Yeah, Tyler yeah, Adams, once again. Yeah, Yunus Musa defensively yeah. making, that, making that, that, uh, that change, putting on um, uh, Cameron Vickers, yeah. um, or Cameron Carter Vickers. Carter Vickers, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought they played it correctly. For Iran, heartbreaking. I wrote a whole piece about yeah, um, about Said Ezatolai uh, at the end. And I got to say this again for those. Uh, go read my piece. But I was just struck. This guy, he was just sobbing and crying so much. We found out as well his best friend had been killed in the protests in Iran. Uh, I was struck. I've never met Josh Sargent. I don't know Josh Sargent. To me, he's just a guy who, you know, with the funny hair or whatever. He goes over. He's got one shoe off because he'd been, he'd been fouled. He'd been hit hard. And you just see him hugging, embracing his Atalahi on yeah. the ground, helping him up. Not just him, others, uh, McKenney, Timothy Weah coming over. I, I just thought it was a real sense of it humanity, indeed, yeah. real sense of solidarity between players. Yeah. England, meanwhile, defeat Wales 3-0 to top their group. Jules, did you learn anything? And are they quietly actually very good? <laughs> I, think, I, think they, I think they've got an amazing squad. You know that I'm not a big fan of the manager, of course. Uh, but I think they've got great, great squads. And if it clicks and if they do well and if they defend well, then I think they can go really far in this tournament. Did we learn a lot from that Wales game? I didn't think so. We learned that Marcus Rashford was maybe back to his base, which is great for him and for England. I expect him to start against Senegal now ahead of Raheem Sterling, for example. Ooh, with you need to drop Sterling. Yep. Yes, please. Is that possible, please? I thought he loved Sterling. Yeah, maybe he does. I don't think right now Sterling is better than Rashford, so I would pick Rashford personally. Uh, and apart from that, it was still a very average first half from England, full stop. But they scored two goals in two minutes early in the second half, and then the game was gone because Wales are not very good either. It, it is kind of funny when you think about sort of the progression, though, in the tournament, right? So they have the opener. They score six goals against Iran when Iran are, are in an absolute state because imploded, of what's happening, yeah. right? Yeah. Then they play against the U.S. and was it zero shots on target? Yeah. Something like that. And then they play Wales, who, let's face it, are effectively you know, are out of the tournament playing with nine men or whatever. I don't know, man. 
Uh, it's, it's hard no, to yeah. gauge where England are, really. It's going to be a big test, I think, against Senegal. Australia beat Denmark 1-0. And also, uh, also in the last 16, Gab, which is an incredible achievement for them. Should I apologize for calling them the worst in the tournament? No, I won't apologize. I still don't think they're very good. But well done to them. Oh, absolutely well done. Well, this is what happens in football, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, it's 90 minutes. Stuff happens. Don't draw too many conclusions. I will praise Australia for this, for the mindset. After, because, look... Players know when they play badly, right? They know the stinker they had in the first game uh, against against France. They look around. They, 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 you know, when I think of Matthew Leckie looking at his teammates or Aaron Moy and saying, my God. Like, you imagine, you imagine Aaron Moy says, wait a minute. I am by far the most talented person on this team, and I'm Aaron Moy, right? No, no. But to then have the wherewithal to go and do this against a Denmark team that many had going far in this tournament. yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a tremendous performance. Yeah, it is great. I, I look forward to seeing them in the flesh against, uh, against yes, Argentina. Yes, yes. Your boys, France, were already through as group winners, Jules, so I guess they weren't too fussed as they lost 1-0 nah. to Tunisia. Nine changes made by Deschamps, uh, a defeat. That might become a draw, by the way, because the French have appealed the goal that was disallowed. Scored by Griezmann right at the end that was disallowed because the referee made a big mistake, of course. He should not have been disallowed. He should have stood up because the ref blew the restart. The game was restarted. Then he was stopped uh, for full time. And then that's when VR intervened. But you're not allowed to do that, VR, And you know that. You were a bit naughty there. And so was the referee. So the French have appealed. I don't know if that's going to be successful or not. We'll see. To be fair, I don't care. I think it's quite embarrassing that the French appealed for it. Anyway, <laughs> Why are they doing this? I don't know. But Does Griezmann have a goal bonus or something? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's getting closer to uh, Olivier Giroud and, and Thierry Henry's records if he does. But... The fact is that Deschamps messed things up completely. I'm, I'm happy with changes. You should make changes, but not in that system. I right. mean, tactically, can, it was an absolute nonsense. Can I say something case. about Griezmann chasing Thierry Henry and Olivier Giroud's record? Antoine, I like you very much. It's, very, uh, it's great that you're having a little renaissance and everything. But give up the record, honestly. Because even if you catch them and pass them, and I'm not sure you will, if that guy in your rearview mirror, Kylian Mbappe, <laughs> seriously? Within a couple of years, he exactly. will have pulverized you. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, nice idea. But Qatar exited the World Cup with zero points after losing to Holland 2-0 in their final group uh, game. Gab, do you have anything more to say about the host? Or would you rather talk about Louis van Gaal or both? Uh, no, they were absolutely terrible. Uh, Louis van Gaal. Worst ever. We're going to see him again. Um, Memphis Depay isn't fit. He's a part-time player. I think they need the real Memphis Depay on the pitch if they're going to make any headway, even including against, uh, against the U.S. This is conservative Fan Hal. I do not like conservative Fan Hal. No. I do not like Louis. I do not like Daly Blind, his pal. I do not like him in a boat. I do not like him with a goat. I do not like him in a castle surrounded by a moat. I, honestly, I don't want to see Holland play like this. I remember but it's not going to change now because you make a poem about them. I bet they should. Okay. Senegal also advanced, defeating Ecuador 2-1. Jules, I thought it was deserved, but kudos to Ecuador too. Yeah, who played well, but I, th- I just thought they messed that one up. I think they, they, were sk- they, they were, I think you could feel the pressure on them. They didn't play like they usually did. And, and fair play to Senegal. They, Senegal stepped up massively, were in control. Such a good performance from them, from Ismail Assar, from Iliman Ndiaye, from... Idris Agay, who unfortunately picked up another yellow and will be suspended for the game against England the last 16. But really, I think a lot of love and credit for Senegal. 20 years after the 2002 World Cup, where Papa Bouba Diop scored the, the winner in the opening game against France, who were the world champions at the time, for them to go on like this and qualify and pay tribute to Papa Bouba Diop, I think was incredible. So 
really, really well done to them. And sticking with Senegal, right, Jules, so this brings us to an end because there's a man with glasses over there and a beard who has told us our time is up. But we got to come back and do this again because I have a whole bunch of quick hits here <laughs> I didn't get to. It's okay, guys. Do not panic. We're going to be back on Sunday. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash gabjewels now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels.